2: Welcome to Good Morning Football, presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky, live in New York City, Thursday, January 18th. I'm Jamie Erdahl, Kyle Brant, Peter Schrager, Jason McCordy We have our playoff schedule set before us this weekend, but then the Cowboys wanted to be a part of the conversation once again yesterday. Mm-hmm. Kyle, I felt like your reaction was... Uh, Immediate and swift, and we're going to talk about it later. But your quick take on the fact that Jerry Jones said, No, keep me a part of the headline.
1: I just what, When is the Cowboys kickoff this weekend? They are playing this weekend, right? <laughs> Peter, help me with the schedule. I think they, she said
3: they, Swift. Let's talk Swift instead. Yeah. That's it. I think she said wow. Swift, that we can go. We can move that transition. The Chiefs play the Bills. We don't need to talk
1: about the Cowboys. I was ever. under the impression they were still in. No, I, I thought I had something to, wrong. To All right. made problem. the news. No. Okay. They still
2: made the news, did, though. So we'll it. get there. I,
1: I'll look for it. They got to be here on the no. schedule Just somewhere. keep looking. Yeah. Just keep looking. Time
2: for the lead block. The road to Super Bowl 58 continues this weekend with the divisional playoffs presented by intuit TurboTax. we've got four phenomenal postseason matchups this weekend on sunday afternoon though let's jump there baker mayfield and the buccaneers head to detroit to take on jared goff and the lions goff spoke about the respect he has for baker yesterday
4: he's had a hell of a career and um Him being able to find himself in a place that feels like home to him and um, playing as well as he has, particularly late in this year, him getting hot and um, doing what he's done. It's been fun to watch, and and I'm a fan of his.
5: Aren't your paths similar kind of? I mean, you both had to leave other teams and find new life and a new career.
4: Yeah, similar. (laughs) Thanks, Jared.
6: (laughs) Sure.
2: (laughs) Somewhat similar similar career for those two quarterbacks. Let's get into them. Uh Better story, Baker Mayfield, Jason, or Jared Goff?
7: They both are similar. Their number one overall picks are not on the original team that drafted them. Baker Mayfield's journey, though, a little bit different, a little bit more twists and turns. Baker's been on four different teams. Jared Goff was obviously drafted by the Rams. He's now on the lines, but this is Baker. First overall pick, Cleveland Browns. We know exactly what it kind of looked like when he was there. Won a playoff game. Had success there. Goes to the Panthers, traded. We're thinking he's going to take off. Doesn't happen. Eventually plays for the Rams in that same season. An amazing game. Beast the and now we're getting the experience on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers where he's already won a playoff game already. This had me thinking like you want to go back in history and learn about some of the guys that have played before i'm like how many first overall picks mm. have played for four different teams okay. and there have been six mm. two of them have found success and in the playoffs peter can you name two mm. quarterbacks on their 14 first overall picks that have played in a playoff game i think i got one
2: that okay. is a really specific vacuum first overall i think i got
3: picks. one vinnie testaverde yeah, yes that's okay that's my pick okay but i don't know the other guys i i think i have one. Well you got
1: Jeff George?
7: Give Did me some George Vinny Testaverde. Yeah. Let's look at him. This is 1998. Peter, feel free to jump in wherever you want. Is that Jericho? No, that's long before He takes off for Glenn Jericho. Foley <laughs> in this season. And this is first year with the Jets. He takes them uh, to the playoffs. That's, that's Keith Byers. Yeah. There you go. I absolutely love it. They go on, they beat the Jaguars early in, that, in, the, in the first game. Then they end up losing in the AFC Dude, championship They were up game at the half of this game. The
3: Broncos. And this was after the Falcons had just beaten the Vikings. Like, Jets fans oh, were going yeah. nuts. And then you got this guy too? Jeff yeah, George. I got, I got some Jeff George. Got Let's go.
7: This is him with the I'm Vikings. Oh my and he goes on. He, he wins the wild card. He, gets to the, he beats the Dallas Cowboys in the wild card. Then he goes on to take on... You guys know, the Rams who eventually won the Super Bowl that year. Jeff George threw for over 400 yards in this game. The only issue and four touchdowns was Kurt Warner threw for 391, five touchdowns, and they ended up winning the game. So Baker Mayfield having to get nostalgic and going back in history and learning. I felt like Shrigs, but, I mean, he doesn't have to go back and just off the top Sir, of his head. You had I'm impressed by you guys knowing those two guys. Yeah. I didn't the prep them, didn't tell them, and you guys hit it. They're Thanks, bud. The I feel Love about What's that. that? Yeah. What's that? What's that? What's that? sick, you and you me. Guys like, yeah, you yeah, a <laughs> of a, yeah <laughs> dap, dap it up. Maybe, maybe <laughs> good. Paul Rudd and, and, and,
3: and Sean Evans up. just yeah. look at us. I feel pretty good right <laughs> now. You just found a friend like on the look other look side us. of the street. That, that could be the, the halftime. Goff and uh, Baker in the middle of a shootout is looking at us. Right, like, we're, we're here. Uh, I think I have to also go back in time a little bit just to put us back at like, just how big a deal Baker Mayfield was in yeah. the league. like, Baker Mayfield was a sensation. First overall pick, ton of hype. Browns had been terrible for the last decade. They put Baker Mayfield into the game on a Thursday night game against the Jets with the entire country watching. I'm going to go to the play that everyone was like, oh, my God, there's magic here. Here's Thursday night football. Baker Mayfield's rookie year. Remember this.
1: Mayfield is in a pistol formation right now and now he's running away from center and the snap goes to Duke Johnson then they flip it around then they throw it and Mayfield caught it! <laughs> it- it's the Philly special Cleveland style! David and Joku! I love it! And we're tied at 14!
3: The the Browns had been on this incredible losing streak. Baker breaks it. I remember Joe Thomas was working for the network at the time. He was chugging beers. It was a sensation. <laughs> and then Baker was really good that whole year. Guys, NFL 100 was that season. Mm. It was the 100th year of the NFL. Where well, they drop him? <laughs> they <laughs> did. A, it was all time, okay. and they did a commercial, and it was only the all-time greats, and it was Barry Sanders, and you had and you had of course name it. You had know, all these guys. They flew up secretly. Baker Mayfield to Boston during the season to film with Tom Brady. Peter Berg was there. and It was like, yeah, and, and no one shrugged their shoulders. To they were point. like, yeah, of course, Baker Mayfield and Tom Brady in the good NFL's 100. So he then held, Brady. commercial. he commercial. held Brady's He held Brady's race. And, like, yeah. that was the choice. And it wasn't even a doubt. It's it was so like, funny. Baker's the guy. Of course Baker's yeah. the guy. It's sensation. Huge personality. And then, as you know, as he went through the things, like, he has to go on this route where he goes from there To 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 being you know kinda like pushed out of Cleveland and everyone saying he's the problem and then they Uh goes from there to this Carolina to the Rams and then now we're finally here. And Baker's kind of almost back on top. He's in the final eight. This is like, you won't talk about not New Jersey. uh, Jersey. A Baker Mayfield Panthers. Why do I feel this one's stranger than the Rams one? (laughs) Because the Rams one was a quick sensation. He won the game against the Raiders on Thursday night. He won the Christmas day against the Broncos. It was like, awesome, Baker's back. And he went into free agency. It was like, he's going to sign with the team and compete.
1: (laughs) How about him wearing 17 that eventually went to Puka now? And Puka wears (laughs) it now. That's that's a great call.
3: (laughs) That's But that's the thing, that was less than a year ago. Like, it's so random that now we're, and then here we are. So I love Baker. Baker story, I think uh, you talk about a guy who's been through a lot in just five years in the league, Baker Mayfield. I think uh, he's overcome a ton already, and here he is in the yeah. final eight.
1: Goff's story is really good, too. I think the disadvantage in this argument is that, like, Goff turned the page on a lot of his story last week. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. he, he got the win over the Rams, and he beat McVay, and he beat Stafford. Now... He does kind of have a score to settle with the Super Bowl, Jason. As we know, you were there. Like, he played very poorly in the Super Bowl and lost. Mm-hmm. So we'll get to that in a few weeks. I, I still think it's Baker. The difference is, and the reason Baker's is better than Goff's, is that Baker was, like, a step away from being out of football. Like, Jared Goff was never – he's always going to have a job for years. He's going backup at least. But I, I remember listening to radio shows and being like, you know, Baker would be good in a college football booth. You know, he should, be, he should work for Fox. Yeah. And, like, he'd be great calling college football. And it was kind of like – yeah, he might be right. And now here he is in the divisional round. But I have to correct the wrong from yesterday. Um, I was trying to give Baker hype, and I was like, do you know what club he just entered? Oh. Baker just entered <laughs> oh, yeah. the quarterbacks who've won playoff games with two teams' clubs. And it's a really exclusive club. And is Manning mm-hmm. and Brady and, uh, you know, it's Baker. And that's, that's really pretty much it. I think maybe there's like five or six. There's a lot more of them. <laughs> I want Jeff Garcia. Okay. I think he's on the list. <laughs> you want to see the club? Let's see the club. the whole damn club. Everyone allowed in this club? I mean, we, we can't so even cool. fit them I mean, on. The, look like, at these yeah. are all the guys. Okay. That's a lot. <laughs> all right, so you go back to Norm Van Brocklin. The norm. Uh, Kerry. Who, what jumps out to you, Kyle Rote. That's right. Jason, what do you got? You got Doug Williams on there. Haas I love it. Jamie? I love that
2: Van Brocklin at the bottom right.
1: He's fantastic. They didn't even have face masks. I didn't farm. Brad Johnson won yeah. with Washington. Trent Dilfer won Jerry with Collins. Tampa. Tennessee. I was one yes. win with it. It's just, they're all, Carolina, he won one with. Kerry Collins won one with Carolina, not even Tennessee. Carolina and the Giants. And the Giants. Lost yeah. that one. So what he I'm saying is, like, seat, right? <laughs> it's not quite as exclusive as a club as I thought it was going to be, but it's still a fantastic club. I'm a big Baker guy. Uh, Campbell this week was talking talking about Dan Campbell was talking about Baker Mayfield and he was like, Oh, I love Baker, man. Like, right. He's got a hat on. Literally says grit talking about Baker. And he tells the story of going to Mark Andrews pro day and Baker showed up in flip-flops to throw. And he tells <laughs> the story how Baker threw for him. He threw for all the players come out of OU that year. And this is a guy trying to go number one overall who has all these workouts. And he was like, that's my kind of guy, man. So I think there's a love and admiration. Golf story is good. The Baker story is unbelievable.
2: I think there is a parallel between the commitment Dan Campbell has had to his authenticity of his personality and Baker's as well. Like, Baker has not changed. His teams and his jerseys have changed. Yes. But, like, the mm-hmm. way he plays and presents himself, that has stayed true just like Dan Campbell. Tom Pelissero, good morning to you. As we mentioned, there was some news from Dallas yesterday. What is the latest with their head coach?
4: Jamie, the Cowboys announced on Wednesday night that Mike McCarthy will return for a fifth season as the head coach in 2024. Owner Jerry Jones released a lengthy statement explaining that decision, saying, in part, McCarthy has the highest regular season winning percentage in Cowboys history. He's also experienced postseason success in the past, of course, going back to his Green Bay days, and they believe that he can do that and gives them the best chance to do so in Dallas. Now, Jones also noted that the loss to the Packers on Sunday, and it was an ugly one, is on all of us, the players, the coaches, Jerry said, even myself. A very clear message here. They believe Mike McCarthy is the man to lead them forward into 2024 when he will be in a contract year. The reality of this situation, for all the speculation, for all the reports, and the rumors, Jerry Jones was never going to judge Mike McCarthy off one game. He's won 12 games in each of the past three seasons, took over as the play caller on offense this year, led them to the number one scoring offense in the league, and Dak Prescott had a career season. Again, the way it finished, not good for anyone, but after evaluating options and maybe letting that news cycle talk about the Cowboys for an extra few days after the season was over, Jerry Jones has made it official. Mike McCarthy is back. Jamie?
2: That's a lot of despite this, despite that, Tom. Uh, credit Jerry Jones, I guess, for putting on the noise-canceling headphones and moving forward. Tom, thank you so much. Peter? What did you make of this news yesterday hearing that Mike McCarthy will be back in 2024? I came
3: on, on on Monday and said we might hear something. And then I said on Tuesday, well, maybe it's coming. And then by Wednesday, you hadn't heard anything. I think the writing was on the wall. McCarthy was staying. They weren't going to just sit around and wait. Like he, he, this is the deal where everyone wants to put together Belichick and Jones. Everyone wants to get together Vrabel and Jones. But Jerry Jones talks to his players, talks to his staff, and he believes they could still win with Mike McCarthy. I Part of me in a world of layoffs and everyone being let go Mm -hmm. and everyone everywhere is, like, you know, worried about their jobs in this economic climate. Like, I kind of respect it. Jerry Jones (laughs) looks at his guy and is like, I I know what I've got here. I've got 12 wins and we just have to get over the hump. My question is, how do you get over the hump? What are you going to do different next year? And we'll get into it, I'm sure, but... uh, I'm not as shocked after the first 48 hours passed. I thought Jerry might make a rash decision. Jerry might just say, hey, let's pull the plug. But we're going to have on Jason Garrett later in the show. Jason Mm. Garrett fulfilled two different full contracts Mm. with Jerry Jones. I I don't think Jerry Jones is as irrational and hot-button as some might think he is. Like David Tepper has six coaches, I think, in four years as an owner. Jerry Jones has... You know, given guys like Chan Gailey three years and Dave Campo many years. Like, he's pretty patient when it comes to coaches. So whether you like it or not, it seems to be Jerry believes they're right there. And for a guy who's in his 80s who wants to win right now, it seems like
7: he's got a lot of patience when it comes mm. to the head coaching position. Yeah, i look at it as... I guess Jerry looked at it, and you can say, all right, Mike McCarthy in the playoffs, one and three, they can't figure out how to get past that divisional round. But it's like at the same time, if you switch over, you bring in a whole new system, you clean house, do you want to have the patience to wait to get to the point of where they are right now? And I think for Jerry Jones and his crew, as you go through it and you analyze and you take the last 48 hours to go through, talk to all the different people, and possibly even reach out to who the possibilities could be, if you don't have an exact plan in place, Right now, for me, it was just like, do I want to go through the entire hiring process, go meet with people, then we fall in love with a coach, but maybe he chooses a different team with all the vacancies, and now we're left with somebody that we may feel is lesser than Mike McCarthy. I think nobody was probably prouder than Greg Olson because during the game, he called a ton of flack for saying Mike McCarthy. He tweeted yesterday. I I saw him. He he let the people know, just like, where's all the talking heads that said during the week? I said it on Sunday, and I meant it, and here we are Thursday, and we're talking about Mike McCarthy still remaining the Cowboys head coach.
1: Next year. (laughs) Next Next year, year, guys. Just just one more. Next year is the year. You heard it here first. Um, There's been some... Takes and arguments and people listing reasons why. So if I could just address those. Um, He still has a year left on his contract. Who gives a damn? Who cares? You pay him. It doesn't matter. It means nothing. You don't judge off of one game. Of Mm. course you don't judge off of one game. You judge off of a long line and a series of miserable, disappointing, and perplexing playoff losses for your head coach. Next. He hasn't lost the locker room. Good for him. (laughs) Who gives a damn? He has three straight 12-win seasons. I'll save you the suspense, guys. He's going to win 12 next year too. Yeah, he is. He's going to win 12 next year, and the air. It's great. If you want a coach who's going to strut into the playoffs and then limp out, it's Mike McCarthy. If you want someone who's going to sneak in the playoffs and limp out, it's Mike Tomlin. But if strut, you go Mike McCarthy. Jerry Jones writes in his statement, "Like Jerry, come on now." Jerry says, "He has the highest regular season win percentage in Cowboys history." Jerry. He was blown out at home by the youngest playoff team in NFL history. Regular season, who cares? Um, If that is what you're touting him for, regular season wins, then that's what's important to you. Then that's what you're about. We're going to win a bunch of games and lead a bunch of segments and sell a bunch of merch, and then we're going to run anchor on the American holiday season, which now goes Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, Cowboys loss every single year. Here's the thing, though, too. In the NFC Those coaches out there, like those killers, I'm talking about McVay, Shanahan, LaFleur, Campbell, now they're not going anywhere. They're going to be waiting every single year. They're not going, they're young, they're good, they got quarterbacks. So you either have a coach who's nails in the playoffs or you don't. It's like you have a quarterback or you don't. You have a killer in the playoffs or you don't, they don't. And they're just going to keep running it back. They don't care. Next year, see so ya. Yeah, we'll be running this exact segment. Because they'll probably keep him again. I don't care if he goes 17-0. and Doesn't matter. Losing the playoffs. Like, again, you're the Cowboys. Banners and Troy Aikman and Super Bowls. It's nonsense. Don't tell me you're about winning Super Bowls and bring back Mike McCarthy, who hasn't even breathed in the same vicinity as one with your franchise. Don't tell me it. If you're just like, look, we win games and we sell a lot of jerseys. Like, just put the cards on the table. I get it. It's about making money. It's fine. But I can't hear the S-word coming from Dallas with that coach. I just can't. He hasn't proven it.
3: Dude, do you realize we're going to be doing shows in July and August, and we're going to have to talk to Cowboys, and you're going to have to think of something. It's I cra- it's crazy yeah. We're going to have to think of something else to say this offseason. I don't know. Like, who has more pressure on them, Dak or McCarthy? I cannot believe we're doing <laughs> this we again.
2: You should just re air the ones from last summer. I cannot
1: believe we're doing this again. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. What, what, am I gonna, should I go on hunger strike? Like, what should I, I need to do something radical. <laughs> I, we have to true. make content. I, I keep saying the same stuff. What should I do? We
2: have it buried in the history of GMFB you you did take an entire segment where you sat in that chair and you said nothing. And I remember it was a very fun uh, game for you to play uh, that day. It was you a Giants just, combo. You, it was a Giants conversation. You should do that, do that for again Cowboys. for the Cowboys. One, One Cowboys.
1: segment, sure. I can't do that to you guys for five months. It's a four-person <laughs> show here. I got a call. We need you. You mentioned some
2: of those NFC coaches that Kyle Shanahan smirk from the press conference the other day comes back to haunt Mike McCarthy, yeah. I would think. Like, mm. I started to... Prep their game film for like a minute in the second quarter. I know. Imagine <laughs> but the then NFC I coaches
1: text chain like this week. Right. You get the news out of Dallas. <laughs>
0: <laughs> See you next year, fellas.
2: The NFC Come coaches text chain. Mike McCarthy was removed from the conversation. No. Oh, they added him back in. Yeah. Okay, he's coming back. Here we yeah. go.
0: You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses.
3: Alright, we've already gone back to Tobin Rote on this show and we've already mentioned Vinnie Testaverdi. Let's get a little more recent history here sure. for trivia today. We're go. gonna go
1: with <laughs>
3: Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Chiefs Bills, playoff history. These guys are going at it yet again and we cannot wait okay. here. It is going to be on Sunday evening, and you're going to see it on CBS. Nance and Romo on the call, as it should be. These guys Mm. calling these two quarterbacks, as they always have been. Uh, Jason, are you ready? A little Mahomes-Allen trivia. Let's go. All right, Jason. Patrick Mahomes has faced Josh Allen six times. We know the playoff victories, but six times overall. Which defender has the only pick six in any of the six times that these two teams have played. Remember, six times they've played.
7: All right, I'm looking at this. Drew Tranquil. I don't remember him having a pick six this year, and this is his first year with the Chiefs. So I'm done with this. Now, I'm on to the safeties. Pour your hide in Thornhill. Ah, I can't picture any of them. I'm just going to go with my gut. I'm going to go with... Micah Hyde for the Buffalo Bills with a pick
3: six. Okay, so we've played this game so many times. In the playoffs it's typically always going to be Nance Mm -hmm. and it's going to be Romo. Let's go to Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth who are on the call for this game right here. Third
4: and five and that pass is intercepted. Micah Hyde's going to take it to the end zone. Off the hands of Tyreek Hill. And into the hands of Micah Hyde for a Buffalo
7: touchdown. You're going to get the crossing route coming across here, and it's going to go right through the hands of Tyreek Hill and right to Micah Hyde. You, dropped it. you are correct. Yes. It's Micah oh. Hyde.
3: It was his first and remains his only pick six really? in his NFL career. Wow. Wow. Bills went on to win that game. It was a yep. regular season game in 2021. 30. 8 to 20. Mahomes has wow. only thrown four pick sixes in his career. That was one of them. They Which won is 18. more
2: shocking. Won by yeah.
3: 18. Yeah, yeah. That's, wow. it. that's it. Micah Hyde. Yeah. Uh, Jamie, are you ready? Sure. Okay, so right before that was the 2020 AFC Championship game. Bills kind of had this awesome little run, and the Chiefs, they were trying to get over the hump again. The Chiefs put the game away with a third quarter score, okay? What was the third quarter score that is now looked at as like this, like, oh, was it a Tyreek Hill end-around touchdown, an underhand touchdown to Travis Kelsey, a McCole Hardman punt return touchdown, or a Daniel Sorensen pick six? Remember, Chiefs had already won the Super Bowl a year earlier. They're playing the AFC Championship game. Is this to go play against Tampa, who had just shocked – the Green Bay Packers up in Lambeau. The COVID here. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, what is this like freak third quarter touchdown that puts the game away?
2: Uh, respect Daniel Sorensen. I don't want to see it. uh Nicole Hardman, or is Kirby Smart? Yet? Nicole Hardman. Uh, I'm out on that too. I kind of just want to see, and watching Peter's body language as he explained, this, he kept doing an underhand motion as ah. he was talking, I'm going to go B underhand touchdown to Travis Kelce. All
3: right, well, Tyreek set the playoff with a huge pass reception, but let's go to Jim Nance and Tony Romo for the call the 2020 AFC Championship game, Chiefs versus Bills.
1: Here's Mahomes. Look at underhand, and he throws it for the touchdown.
0: How about that throw? Always a little something different. Travis Kelsey has the touchdown. One guy's going to come right back in the middle. And that's a touchdown pass to Kelsey.
3: Can I, okay, Look at that probably, little ditty. That was pretty nice, right? You can gave I, it away. Peter. Can I
2: <laughs> show it? No, it's written. Did you watch his hands? He's doing the answer. He gave it away. Like, Talking about it.
3: those Chiefs, like a giddy man. I, I like those. I feel like those are really your Chiefs. <laughs> those are my <laughs> Chiefs, baby. Those are my <laughs> Chiefs. Uh, let me tell you, Travis Kelsey stat line. It. Yeah. Okay. Thirteen catches, 118 yards, two touchdowns. Mm. Chiefs won the AFC Championship game, 38 to 24. Kelsey's 13 catches were the most ever in a championship wow. game. Kyle, are you ready?
1: Next yeah. question. Let's okay.
3: go. We have all this current Chiefs Bills magic. We're gonna talk about it all day today, all day tomorrow. We're so excited for this matchup. Oh, the, good. First time they're <laughs> playing in Buffalo, but, but. <laughs> in 1993 they yeah. actually played. I love that year in an AFC Championship game. Mm-hmm. All right, Jim Kelly and the Bills just blew out Joe Montana and the Chiefs. Remember, Montana had shocked Warren Moon and the Oilers the week before. This is Miracle Chiefs season with Marcus Allen and Joe Montana. Well, Joe Montana gets knocked out of the game. Dave Craig plays most of the game. And Jim Kelly just hands the ball off to Thurman Thomas. Thomas had 208 scrimmage yards. Look at Thurman! And Thurman had three touchdowns. Thurman, we see you. The question for you is this. (laughs) Who won the best lead actor for a comedy series at the 1993 Emmy Awards? Was it Ted Danson? Was it Tim Allen? Was it John Goodman?
1: Or was it Paul Rudd? I love that Rudd is back. We of him always be part All B. season, we
3: hadn't had him, he's back.
1: Yeah. He, he would have had to get it, what, for his uh, heart and friends? That mm-hmm. hadn't happened yet. Yeah. So John Goodman is on, was on the tail end of Roseanne here? Mm-hmm. Tail end? Because we're talking guy? TV or peak. All right. I wasn't right. a Becker guy, but I see dancing. You think Becker? Pre Becker, I'm confused. 93. Put yourself in where you were, 93. That wouldn't have been I'm an eighth here? grade. I mean, if we would have gone to the box office, I could have talked Jurassic Park and The Farm, but this, oh is, this is a small screen. Tim Allen. I think it's Tim Allen for home improvement. Home, home improvement was everywhere, right? I'm a big Zachary Ty Bryan guy, at least I was at the time. So yeah. I'll go home improvement.
3: Yeah, and I, I was a big JTT guy. It just, it's just what it is. Wow. Simba. JTT. Simba, of course. I know. Uh, the correct answer is Ted Danson for Cheers Ooh, for Sam Malone. Hit series Cheers, the Jeez. cast. Of the last course, time. yeah, this was late in the run, but there's early on with Shelley oh, Long. Rhea. And, of course, Woody, Woody Harrelson and Rhea Prohmann, who was at the Emmys on Monday. And DeVito in the same time. DeVito carpet. gave her a shout-out. I saw that. Four, four Emmys for Rhea. Four Emmys for Rhea. Sweet. Cheers aired for 12 seasons Ooh. in the 80s and 90s and won four Emmys for Outstanding Comedy Series. Danson won in 93. Awesome. Do you know what show won for 93? Their only time winning an Emmy for best comedy show. Seinfeld. Yeah, only time. Wow. One time.
1: They were in a, a Frasier world. They couldn't uh, get out of Frasier. Uh, Frasier dominated back then. We also. need justice for Better Kelsey Call Saul. Graham. Have you seen that stuff? 53, 53 nominations. No won. wins. I kind of like that. Sorry. Sorry,
3: Odenkirk. Um, <laughs> all right, we have a video clue. All right. Um, the last time these two teams met in the playoffs was that famous 2021 divisional round game. And if you remember... The 13 seconds, what everyone talks about, but yes, the sir. teams combined for 25 points in the final two minutes of regulation. Okay. Sandwiched between two Gabe Davis touchdowns, okay, who scored a touchdown for Kansas City with a minute remaining to give KC a 33 29 lead? Was it McCole Hardman? Was it Clyde Edwards-Hilaire? Was it Travis Kelsey or Tyreek Hill? I repeat, Gabe Davis scores. Mm-hmm. The Chiefs come right back with this one, and then Gabe Davis scores another one. And then with 13 seconds remaining, Mahomes gets them in field goal range, and they tie it go to All right.
7: I'm trying to put myself back in that situation. I remember, the game, I remember Tyreek Hill having a huge play kind of across the middle, down the side. Of him. Mm-hmm. I feel like he didn't score on that one. I'm going to go with A. I'm going to go with Hardman, a trick play down in the red zone, and he scores.
2: Hardman and Clyde Edwards-Dillard, Clyde were they rookies at the same year? Did Hardman come in one year before Clyde? Because mm. if... If you go A, I'm going to go B, Uh, but we were just talking about Clyde Edwards-Alaire and how he had an electric rookie season, but I'm going to go B, but that wasn't his rookie year. We
1: had some glory for for our guy Micah earlier in the segment. I think this is not going to go well for him. I think this is him chasing Tyreek Hill on a slant across the middle and a touchdown down the far sideline if I had the chronology of the game right. Football's
3: an unforgiving game, Kyle, especially if you play defensive back. Let's go to Jim Nance and Tony Romo. Let's see who scored the touchdown to give the Chiefs the lead before Gabe Davis took it back.
1: Down the middle. It's Hill in the open. Cuts it upfield. He might be gone. He is. Kansas City takes the lead with a minute to go. From 64 incredible
0: yards. Wow, what a strike! And then Tyreek does the rest. Cheetah says goodbye. He's even give a little wave here. Bye bye.
1: Yeah, do not catch an him in the open field.
0: Two lead changes, 52 seconds apart. Got away from
1: Wallace. Turned a corner on Poyer and Hyde. It's
3: great. There'd be a third a lead game. change, and there would be a fourth because uh, it would tie at 25 points in two minutes. And then, of course, we know how it goes the Chiefs do win. Mm. Set up a game-tying field goal in overtime, of course. There we go. Mahomes leads KC down the field, and they go and they score, and it's Kelsey and the whole thing.
1: And they changed the change. overtime rules.
3: They had to change the yeah. overtime rules because we wanted more football. Yeah. We wanted more of it. Yeah. Uh, I can't wait for this weekend. Those guys are going to be on the call, and of course, we won't have Tyreek. We won't have some other guys who are in those games, but we will have those two quarterbacks mm-hmm. and those two head coaches.
0: You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better.
6: I was keeping receipts three years ago necessarily, but is any part, and again, you said you don't want to really focus on this, but is there any part of you that in the back of your head is sort of, I told you so? I i got a whole ton of those, but it's
0: not time to pull those out yet. There'll be a time and place for that.
3: Hey, this guy. I can't. <laughs> Look, I love what Tampa's doing, but if we can get another week of Dan Campbell quotes and press conferences and more of Dan Campbell, I'm not going to argue hey, about Todd it. Todd Bowles had the press conference moment of the week, You're Peter. right. You're right. You're <laughs> right. He you showed grace in class. That's uh, it's a good call, Kyle. It's time for a round of We In and We Out. we we'll yeah. start with that man right there who has a drawer full of receipts Kay. from doubters this season. In a recent text exchange with Sports Illustrated's Albert Rear, Campbell had this to say to those who doubted the Lions. Quote, to those fans who kept the faith you deserve this. To the doubters, stay off our train. <laughs> it's too late for you. Love it. <laughs> Shout out to Breer for getting the quote. Shout out for Campbell for giving us the content. Uh, here's the statement. Are we in or are we out? No coach in the league is a better fit for his team's city than Dan Campbell
1: in the city of
3: Detroit. Are we in or are we out? Kyle Brent, I turn to you.
1: I, I have to look to Mike McCarthy in Dallas. I think that's the perfect... Now, um, what was it? Get off my train? I'm thinking of that guy in Ghost <laughs> screaming at Patrick. Get, Get off my train! Get off my train! I like that guy. Yeah, I like him too. Um... <laughs> I think it's Campbell. I, you know, it's he's from Texas. Like I swear, though, like he's from the Upper Peninsula, or he's like he's from somewhere out Eight Mile Road. It's just like (laughs) I feel like the history should be rewritten. Um, I also think part of the fit was that he didn't show up and do like what Sean McVay did with the Rams, just start winning. Like you took your lumps and you got beaten down and you got beaten up and then you got up. I think it'd be great if he was immediately a sensation and started winning right out of the gates. He did not. Not even close to that. So I feel like he really uh, endeared himself to the fan base and mutually. Um, We were talking during the commercial break. In the NFC title game, it was either going to be the Lions or the Buccaneers, which is an unbelievably cool thing. Like, that that is a fact. Either the Baker Mayfield Bucks or the damn Detroit Lions will be at one game from the Super Bowl. It's really cool. I think my answer is in Dan Campbell.
2: I'm out. I like it. Uh, but I think we watched something happen on yesterday in New England that we all of a sudden are like, wait a second. Was Gerard Mayo the perfect oh, fit for the New England Patriots? He was making Kraft laugh at the podium. He was dropping jokes. His opening quote, though, to say, I'm not trying to be like Bill. I think everyone, hmm. maybe under their breath even in New England, was like, Oh, thank God. So, uh, maybe that's what Patriots fans need, and I'm going to go mayo with the Patriots.
7: I love that. Um, I honestly thought, Kyle, you were about to make an argument for Mike McCarthy with the Dallas Cowboys, why he was a perfect I was like, oh, buckle up. Um, I am in on Dan Campbell as a coach, as the most perfect. The only other person I was thinking about was D'Amico Ryans in Houston. That's a great call, Dan. This season and how he's embodied that. He played for the franchise, was drafted there, and it just seems like the perfect fit, but it's – Early on, Dan Campbell, what he's already done, all the points you make. It's hard for me to go against Dan Campbell. The Metallica, everything that he embodies just seems to be Detroit. Let me just rattle off a couple other names. Mm-hmm. Hear me out. Mm-hmm. McVeigh in Los Angeles. Probably
3: <laughs> oh, pretty good, right? <laughs> like, does he not embody that little one? That's funny. It's Mike McDaniel Mike, in Miami. Miami with Mike. The, with his swag and what he's got going on. Uh, and Pretty I was sweet. gonna. I was also gonna say. Uh, you know, when you think about Zach Taylor in Cincinnati, just an understated guy, just grind. Let's just get to work. Let's just do our job. No. It's not about us. We're not looking for the spotlight. It's kind of very Cincinnati workmanlike behavior as well. Mm. Just
1: some ideas. How about Antonio Pierce in Las Vegas. Talk yeah. about it. Not bad. That yeah. they got that place cooking real fast.
2: I yeah. do. I think yeah. he's
1: gonna get the gig.
3: We okay. thought
2: for a long time Sirianni in Philadelphia were a match made in heaven. Yeah. And said that, no longer. Hey,
3: that is a great point. I think don't hit the same. I think two months ago we would have said a Sirianni. In the Arrowhead yes. Tunnel, yes. talking to the fans, and that's right. Philly. Now every Philly fan's like, that,
2: "That's not <laughs> that's us." Not right? You not
3: know <laughs>
1: How about Robert Sala in New York City? TBD. Come on, yeah, Coach. Yeah. We love you.
2: We love you. Kevin O'Connell's pretty Minnesota nice, if you ask him. That's fair. He's that's very Minnesota. It's a fun game. Sounds like an
5: off-season
3: one. Yeah.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Have you, you know, gotten any wind on what's going to happen? You have confidence in, if you if you do come back, that um, confidence in him if he's also the head coach. Like, any news about, what about Nick?
7: Nick, I mean, there's obviously some speculation about whether he may be fired or not. Um, huh? Yeah. Come on, his. man. No, man, he's head football coach of this team, man. Come on, man. We ain't, man. There ain't even no f- discussion about okay, that. Bro. Okay,
4: you don't think it's going like, to
7: happen? Like, I, I don't got nothing to say about that, man. You're a clown, bro.
1: Get out of my face, bro.
2: You're a clown, bro. Yeah, get get out, out of my, my face. face, bro. Peter.
1: <laughs> why, are you, why are you turning you
2: yeah. back? Peter, speak on it, it's, Peter. Because there's
3: a guy who's got to go back to his family that night, and yeah. he's got to go put his kids to bed and it's like, how was work, honey? And it's just, you're a clown.
1: <laughs> yeah, stuff. <it's tough. laughs> Tough Go
3: on, guys. You guys talk. On it. That one season hurt. The season did
1: not end well.
7: For that one hurt, it, it, man. It did not, it did yeah. not end well. I, I respect the question. Like It's what everybody's asking. And obviously for Fletcher Cox, you every player at this point in the season, you just end playoffs, regular season, no one's going to outright come and just bash their head coach and say, no, I hope he's not here so I respect it. But it's like at the same time, Philly fans, Philly people, like, what the hell went wrong? They were 10-1 and 1 and just continued to lose week after week. You can love Sirianni. I just, I need answers of what he thinks went wrong. How in the world do you correct it? Because this Philadelphia Eagles team, what we watched out the last several weeks of the season was just astonishing. No matter the storm and all of the conversation we had during the year, to see them never bounce back, lose that playoff game the way they did, the antics on the sideline, everything that goes along. Shregs, you made a great play the other day of just like with Sirianni there's so much to it the meme mugging the yelling at fans this that when you don't win that stuff is just it it magnifies so much louder Mm -hmm.
1: listen the media story of this is maybe trumping the the football story like that clip we just saw was crazy and I if if you get into it and I'm sure people in Philadelphia do I think there's a history there between Fletcher Cox and that media member but it is a really I mean listen everybody was pissed off everyone's Mm -hmm. emotional We saw what Mike Tomlin did. Like I, I I didn't like that. He took it a step further. I want to put you guys on the spot, Jamie and Peter. You have done a lot of interviews. Someone speaks to you that way in that kind of context. How would you react, Peter? You're a clown. No one would call me a clown.
3: No
2: one would call me a clown. Yeah.
1: Maybe they would. I
3: don't Maybe know. I'm sure they. I, would.
2: <laughs> Peter, you can speak to. I'm pretty.
3: I, I'm a. I'm a rebel rouser a little bit in the locker room. Like yeah. I like to go for it, but I also am flying in as a national guy. I'm not yeah. there every day, so I, it's a different spot than being the beat reporter, who reports there every day and mm-hmm. might be asking collector questions every. for the last 10 years every single day, and they might not have the. Mm-hmm.
2: There, there is an art form to the athletes using. I don't know what you're talking about as a defense mechanism because they can claim that they haven't heard anything or seen anything. So my principle, if that was ever put back on me was always, well, everyone else in this room has made reference to the fact that your coach's job might Mm -hmm. be in question. Like put it back on them. Like, are you going to actually pretend like you did not hear that this was a thing and make them answer that? Because Fletcher, I respect you and it was a hardship the last half of the season, but you can't, you cannot claim that you did not know that this is a topic of conversation and that's what he's trying to get off on, which is like a technicality. And... It's hard. When you get put in that position, I get the reporter. You start using a lot of words, and you're like, uh, 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 uh. Yeah. And it's just like, you have to lean forward because this person's leaning at you. And whether it be a figure of speech or not, but like, this person's trying to claim that they don't know what you're talking about. Well, what about, about the
1: clown part? Like, that? That the blatant disrespect. Yeah. Like I like would say, I don't think
2: it's necessary to speak to me that way. Mm. Okay.
1: That's classy. Jamie's <laughs> a lot like more elegant than me. No honestly. doubt. I was just impressed.
2: I, I've seen a lot of, uh, you know, it, but it's also different. I think men speak to each other differently in that setting. And mm-hmm. I think as a woman walking into that setting... Mm-hmm. I'm a lot more equipped. I've I've thought through what it would be like to be addressed that way. Luckily, I haven't, at least on camera. And I have thought many times about. My mom always taught me a good lesson. If someone says something like that to you mm-hmm. disrespectfully, oftentimes I I would say excuse me mm-hmm. to make them say it mm-hmm. again, mm-hmm. or I don't think you, I need to be spoken to that mm-hmm.
1: way. Mm-hmm.
2: That's just my journalism lesson. True,
7: true pro, right now. Thanks, man. Yes, I appreciate it. it. Yeah. yeah. So, anyway, about the Eagles. Bring it if you yeah. say
2: anything. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Say it. Uh, it was, uh, Jason, player, you've been in that setting. Have you been asked questions like that?
7: Yeah, and uh, the clown part's but a little probably too far, but for Fletcher Cox, <laughs> I've, I was always taught you're in college, you're going through interviews, answer the question you want to answer. So, in a, oh. in a sense like that, they're asking you about a head coach's job. I don't dictate any of that. If I want to answer, <laughs> if I like the head coach, I can get on the fence and say all these. If I can't stand the head coach, I might just choose not to answer the question. So, as a pro, you're the person of interest. So, for any Player. If you're uncomfortable, you don't know exactly what uh-huh. to say, answer your own question. I'll tell you what, Fletcher did a nice job deflecting. We talked about the question instead of Sirianni's job the entire segment.
0: You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill, so you can stay in there as long as you want.